Hi, honey. My name is Travis. I'm a psychic medium, and this is Psychic Happy Hour, a podcast designed to help you along your spiritual journey while having a few laughs along the way. Join me and some of my special guests as we dive into various topics around life and what lies beyond. I'm so excited that you're here. Let's go ahead and get started with this week's episode. Welcome back to Psychic Happy Hour. I am so, so pumped that we are ending this season of Psychic Happy Hour with someone who I've been following for a while, and she's just been such an inspiration on my journey, and I'm so grateful that she's taken the time out of her super full and busy schedule to sit down and have a conversation with me today. Welcome to Psychic Happy Hour, Sarai Spears. So just so you guys know who Sarai Spears is, she uh, she is a, uh, she has been on a journey from losing everything to now heading into a seven-figure business. Sarai openly shares her struggles, whether exploring her free content or participating in her in-person online classes and community. Sarai encourages you to step beyond your comfort zone, discover your why, and show you how to embrace your best, most authentic self. Welcome to Psychic Happy Hour, Sarai. I'm so excited to talk to you. Same. Um, that was, first of all, that was a hell of an introduction. And I'm so honored to be here. I followed you for a hot second. Your energy, I just, I want to bottle it and I want to snort it every day. Like, I, yes, I'm a recovering addict, but I don't think bottling and snorting energy counts as a relapse. So I'd like to make that happen. Thank you so much. It, it, <laughs> <laughs> also, as uh, somebody who is a member of the sober community, I don't think it counts either. So I think we're good. <laughs> okay, good, good. Then let's make this happen. Please send me some of your energy. No, you are such an incredible human. I, I just love watching you. You are such a joy. And I was so excited this morning getting ready. I'm like, I can't wait to see where this conversation goes because we both share, like we were talking about before you started the podcast, we both share a lot of parallels. Um, so I'm ready. I'm fucking ready for anything, friend. I'm ready too. It's going to be so good. So Sarai, I, I know your story and I think there's probably some people listening who know your story because I think we have like some mutuals in common, but give us like you know, how you kind of started on this fantastic journey that you're currently on. So I, uh, I've been an addict of, of some form or another since I was 14 years old. That's really when it started. Mm -hmm. And I was 35 when I decided to get clean and sober. I'm 43 now. So I've been clean and sober almost seven, coming up on eight years in March. But here's the thing. I didn't work on myself when I first got sober. I worked on work. I was like, I'm going to be somebody in the hair industry. I'm going to make a name for myself. And so I threw myself into work. I became an absolute workaholic. I mean, traveling the country, teaching, building my clientele, working 100, 120 hours a week, like a crazy person. Mm -hmm. But I, I had this goal in mind that I, I wanted to leave my mark, right? I wanted to just make Sarai Spear, the platinum giraffe, a household name in the hair industry. And I think I've done a, a decent job of that. But here's the problem. When you subscribe to hustle culture the way that I did. I was president, CEO, CFO, COO, and all of the things. I was your treasurer. Um, 
Yeah. Okay. Perfect. <laughs> I knew you looked familiar. You get to a point where you start to burn out. And especially for someone like me who, yes, I stayed clean. Yes, I stayed sober, but I never really dug into the healing portion of it, the why and, and, and peeling back the layers of this onion, um, that is known as, as healing work. So a couple of years ago, I started to feel this thing in my soul, this like something ain't right, bitch. Like you can't keep running, but I, I kept running. I shoved it down and I shoved it down. And last year at the beginning of the year, I thought this year is going to look so different for me. And this was 2022. And I, I had no idea. Yeah. Um, so throughout the year, I'm, I'm feeling this, it's almost this uneasy, like my world is going to collapse, not quite doomsday, but just some bullshit is bubbling. Right. Mm -hmm. So it took me till about the middle of the year in, um, 2022 to realize shit, there's, there's this thing that I have to deal with. And this is kind of the, the final piece of my healing work. I've come clean about, uh, being homeless, about being a meth addict, um, about being a junkie, about being an alcoholic. What I haven't come clean to anybody except my husband is about my eating disorder. Mm -hmm. And I live with this eating disorder since I was 14 years old. So I've had this fucking thing for 28 years. And while I don't think that, you know, you need to heal publicly, I knew this was the final piece of the puzzle for me. So I made a promise to my therapist in June that when my travel season was done in November, I had back-to-back -back travels and workshops and classes and all of these things. I mean, again, I'm, 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 I've gone from working maybe a hundred hours a week to working probably 65. So I'm still on the, the hustle culture train, mm -hmm. but I just knew things had to change. I, I couldn't keep doing this. Mm -hmm. So November comes and goes, and I actually rented. Can you hear my dog? I like, i not really, but I love uh, dogs are welcome on psychic happy hour. Just so you know. So. <laughs> okay. Dogs well, and all animals are welcome. Because he misses me. Okay. Sorry. Okay. So my husband and I escaped to this cabin in Montana for a week. And I had a meltdown, had a, a, just a mental breakdown. And I told my husband, I said, I, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta come clean with this. I have to go to treatment. I can't do this by myself. And so I, it's not ironic that I am actually speaking to you recording this podcast from that very same house that we rented last year. We came here again this year yeah. and I went to treatment in February. It was probably the hardest thing I've ever done. It was harder than overcoming homelessness, meth addiction, and alcohol addiction combined, mm -hmm. going to treatment and overcoming this eating disorder. And so in treatment, I really like fast forwarded my healing work. I was in this house with 12 strangers. It's like fucking MTV, the real world. <laughs> um, for, for six weeks, 12 hours a day, we're, we're doing therapy. We're doing this healing work. And I got nitty gritty. I got so honest with myself and I started not just peeling back the layers, but I was like ripping these layers apart and getting down to the foundation of like, 
what was the cause of my addiction in the first place? Like, why am I doing these things? Why am I reacting? Who am I? I mean, I really started to strip down who the fuck am I? Who am I without the followers? Who am I without being the platinum giraffe? Who am I without all of these external things, the, the fucking Mercedes, the big house, the blah, blah, who the fuck am I? And it took me a while to be, to be able to answer that because for so long, I thought if I get X amount of followers, if I get that blue check, this was before you could buy your verification. If I get the big house, the big cars, have the six figures, I make the seven figures, then my life is going to be so fucking hunky dory. Mm -hmm. And it turns out I got those things and I was still fucking miserable. Mm -hmm. It's because I was searching for external validation to fix an internal problem. And I'd love to tell you there's some secret hack that you can make it work for you. You, you can't. When you're running from yourself, yourself catches up with you. And so from February of this year until this very moment, I have been on this incredible, I would say lightning fast healing journey where it's just peeling back the layers and the bullshit and getting honest with myself. And, you know, part of my journey is I used to think that the word vulnerability was a curse word. Like, listen, bitch, I got the mouth of a fucking sailor. I will say all the curse words. I have no problem with that. The word I had a problem with was vulnerability because I thought I had to be so strong. I couldn't be weak. I couldn't show emotion. I had to be this bad bitch, right? That was like, fuck you. No, fuck you, bitch. Like, let's fucking go. But it turns out my greatest strength, one of my greatest assets is that I am vulnerable as fuck. I get real. I get raw. I show you the good, the bad, the ugly, and everything in between. And who knew that a word that I hated actually became one of the pillars of my entire life. That is such an incredible, incredible story. And there's so many wonderful things in there that's sparking so many thoughts for me. And I think that that the lesson of vulnerability is something that I also learned in my journey of getting sober. I had a horrible, well, depends on how you look at it. I had a great relationship with alcohol. It was just too great. <laughs> and, and so for me, it was, uh, you know, some other things thrown in there too. Classic workaholic, classic alcoholic. You know, I liked all the things. I wasn't just like a, like a one thing kind of, kind of guy. I liked all the things. Right. And I'm with you. I think I, you know, I had tried getting sober a bunch of times and I wasn't able to really get my hands wrapped around my addiction until I was willing to sit with some of those darker pieces of myself that I spent years running from and being ashamed of. And, and the second that I owned those things and I was like, this is just a part of me. I am the light and I am the dark and I am all of these things. Then I was able to feel that wholeness that I had just been feeling like I was lacking for so long. Cause I'm with you. I thought too, if I, 
I, I worked in beauty for 17 years. At the end of my career, I was like right where I thought I really wanted to be, but I was still drinking every day, taking pills to stay awake, pills to go to bed. I was like 120, 160 milligrams of caffeine a day, my poor heart. And I'm like, and, and, you know, and that was just the life. And I'm like, mm, I've got all these things. I'm on flights every week. I'm staying in these nice hotels. I've got a field sales team. I'm, you know, I'm in one of the biggest beauty retailers and in the country, this is what, you know, me at 18 dreamed of. And I wasn't happy. I was going to bed crying every night. So when you talk about just your journey, there's so much in there that resonates with me. And funny enough, talking about just places where we were last year, um, it's uh, it's currently, what's well, the day after the winter solstice is when we're recording this. And um, last night I was doing my typical ritual of just reflecting. And this time last year, I was on my floor in the fetal position, like crying because I felt so broken. I'm on the internet telling people like, you're not broken, you're whole. And meanwhile, I'm like crying and I'm like, I'm so broken. There's something wrong with me. And you know, what's funny, Sarai, I'm, I'm getting like the notifications on like Instagram of like, this is what you posted to your stories a year ago. And I'm looking and I'm like, girl, we were not well. <laughs> yeah. But it's so nice to. But isn't it? Yeah, go ahead. I just, it's so nice to be able to look back at these moments as sort of defining moments in your life where, you know, you think you're fooling everybody. And, and I did too for years. I mean, I remember getting comments on my videos that are, are fucking hilarious, but people are like, you're so mean, or you've, you've got so much like shit buried in you, or you're, why are you so angry? And I'm like, bitch, I'm not fucking angry. Fuck you. <laughs> oh my God. Like now I can look back. <laughs> I'm like, what are you not fucking angry, Karen? Shut the fuck up, bitch. Get off my page. Oh my God. Like, you can look back when you start doing the healing work, when you start really peeling back those layers and see, oh my God, you know, you were doing the best you could at that time. I was doing the best I could at that time. Right. You know, telling people that, you know, believe in yourself and you're okay and everything's gonna be okay. Meanwhile, we're inside having these meltdowns. Like what the fuck is wrong with me? I'm an imposter. I can't tell these people this, but it, you helped people in that moment. I've helped people in that moment. And now that we have both gotten raw and vulnerable and exposed that shit, yeah. how many more people are we helping? You know, and I don't ever look back at that phase of my life and I'm, I'm not ashamed of anything I've done mm -hmm. and I've done some fuck shit. Okay. <laughs> I am not ashamed. I don't wish I could go back and change anything. Yeah. I am grateful for every single thing, every single moment, every shitty conversation, every shitty relationship, every shitty shit shit, because it has helped me get to this point where I can strip away all the bullshit mm -hmm. and just be who the fuck I am meant to be. Uh, yes. And like, and I, and I love what you're saying. And I wouldn't go back and change anything either because I needed to be that version of Travis so that way I could be even closer to who I really am. I keep like a little 
picture of myself when I was like eight and I was literally doing the bend and snap. I just posted this on my Instagram. I was literally doing the bend and snap. I'm going to send a lawsuit letter to Reese Witherspoon, but that'll be later. And like, I'm like, I'm literally doing the bend and snap. And I'm like, I'm looking at this picture and I keep it on my fridge because it reminds me of like, that's the joy I came from. Like, that's who I really am. That joy and that excitement. And, but I had to, kind of go through all of that like you were saying to really get back to that knowing of like this is who I am I am that joy so you've created some amazing things and one of the things that you've created is your um is is your amazing platform for hairstylists but you've extended beyond that I want to talk a little bit about that expansion because I I love when I see I get to like look back and see people kind of like where they start and just watch their expansion and watch their unfolding. And I was introduced to you through, like, you know, as a, when I first, you know, when I met you, it was, or when I found you on Instagram, it was, you were really positioning yourself as platform stylist and this amazing hair educator. But then to see you incorporate in things like shadow work and imposter syndrome work has just been so fucking cool to see. So walk us through kind of like starting your Balanced Stylist Society and then how it kind of like expanded more into helping people become more whole. Yeah, so I, I started um, Balanced Stylist Society about two and a half years ago and it was right after the pandemic or, you know, sort of later 2020. And I thought, well, I don't know when we're going to get to teach classes again. I've got all of this knowledge that I've acquired. I mean, I created a, a blonding method. You know, I've been on stages. I, I teach all these things, but I can only get them to certain people who can take my classes and can afford the classes. So I thought, fuck it. I'm going to like do an Instagram where people can pay me to just watch my tutorials. And so it actually started out, the original name was called Blonding Crew um, because it was all about blonding. That's all it was, is just blonding videos. And I soon got really sick of seeing my own fucking face, hearing my own fucking voice, um, creating blonding tutorials. Like, yes, I love hair. It wasn't the same passion that I had for it, let's say five years ago. And so it's transitioned with me. It's grown with me. So October of 2022, yes, I felt this shift. I knew something was coming. Again, I'm, you know, traveling and I'm getting ready to have a major fucking breakdown. And I kept hearing and seeing this Balanced Stylist Society. And I was like, what the fuck is this? This is so stupid. I'm like, I'm not going to change the name. So I asked the community, I was like, what do you think about this name? And everybody's like, no, Blondie Crew is awesome. And I'm like, well, fuck you. You don't see my vision. Like, this is going to be more. Thanks for your feedback, but fuck off. No. <laughs> but I was like, you don't, you don't see the vision. You don't know where my head is. And it fits. Like, how can I convince you that it, this works and it fits? So I decided after the retreat that we were going to call it Balanced Stylist Society. And I wanted to encompass mental health. I wanted to encompass things that go beyond the chair. Like, yes, we are hairstylists. We do hair for a living. Absolutely. Does that mean that's our identity? 
Fuck no, it doesn't. We're more than that. If you sit at a desk all day, you're more than that person who sits at a desk. If you're a massage therapist, you're more than a massage therapist. So I wanted to encompass that and embody that. So I changed the name and I started thinking about how do I, how do I want to do this? Like I promised these people two hair tutorials a week. I can't, I don't want to do that. That's not where my passion is. So I, again, I, everything I've done has sort of been by trial and error. I love to learn from my mistakes. However, I hate making mistakes. Okay. Um, but that's the best way for me to learn. So I ran this community by myself for two years. And I'm talking, I was in stories every day, five days a week. I'm creating content. I'm sharing about this journey that I'm currently on. I'm talking about client relationships. I'm exhausted. Mm. I'm exhausted. Okay. So I just had a retreat in October mm -hmm. and I had a couple educators. Things just weren't really things weren't really jiving. And I was losing a lot of people in the community. And of course, then I'm thinking, well, fuck, I'm not doing what I'm supposed to be doing. I'm a failure because people are leaving. I'm doing it all wrong. Nobody wants to hear about mental health. They just want hair. So I'm questioning everything. So I come back from this retreat and I let go of a couple educators. The, the job, it just wasn't there. And then all of a sudden these doors open up and I'm like, getting these messages, ask this person, ask this person, ask this person, build a team. And I had this vision that I have a team of 20 educators and that we talk about anything and everything and everybody's got a role. And I'm envisioning it like I'm the chess master and I can see all these moves before they even happen. And I'm like, fuck, this is so different than, than what we're doing and what I've done. I'm like, okay, you know what? I have to I have to trust this. So here we fucking go. I now have a team of 10 educators. Um, the platform we've moved from, which started out great. Don't get me wrong. I, I love Instagram. It has been so great for us. Mm -hmm. um, but you can't organize anything over there. And if God forbid that motherfucker goes down, bitch, there goes all my content. <laughs> no, thank you. Okay. <laughs> so I decided this year to move the platform over to Kajabi. Um, and actually that was what I was doing before we got on here is moving millions of videos. No, there's a thousand videos. They're all now housed on Kajabi. We've got our Kajabi's community. So I've taken this little idea of, I want to share my education with people. And over two and a half years, I think we'll celebrate three years in um, May of 2023. This community has ebbed and flowed and grown and changed. And I've had people who are still there from the fucking beginning. Y'all are the real MVPs, the OGs, but it's become an evolution. And it's a space that is an all-inclusive space. It is a space to learn, mm -hmm. to grow without being you know, feeling like you can't ask questions or feeling like, oh my God, I feel so stupid for asking this. It's a place where you can be vulnerable. It's a place where you can connect with other hairstylists. So it's grown from this idea of blonding into, we talk about hair education. We talk about business education. We talk about wellness. We talk about mental health. Um, we focus on creating a community. So I genuinely want this to become I mean, I want 5,000 plus members. That's one of my goals because I know it's a ripple effect. Mm -hmm. And by me taking 
and sharing what I'm learning and somebody else taking and sharing what they've learned. That's the ripple. And that's how we create change in the world that we want to see is first, we have to be it. We have to live it. We have to embody it. And I've had to eat crow so many times and I've had to share with people like, yeah, I, I fucked up and I, I made this mistake or, you know, this didn't happen the way I wanted it to. But I think that's the beautiful part about having a community is having that support from people and knowing that we're going to learn together. We're going to evolve together. We're going to grow. We're going to change. People are going to leave the community, come back, create their own communities from it. So it's just been this incredibly beautiful and frustrating journey at the same time. I, I wish that we could learn our lessons through the successes. I really fucking do. But that's not how it works. We learn our lessons through these massive fucking fall on your face, pick yourself up, fuck ups. And I I love that. But at the same time, it is very painful. But I've, I've learned so much. I've learned so much along this journey. Yeah. What is one of your most favorite lessons you've learned so far? There's so many. I think one of the main recurring lessons and themes in my life has been, I can't run away from things. I like to put blinders on mm -hmm. and I like to run. I mean, not like physically run because ew, but I like to Same. like run. If I'm, if I'm running, bitch, you need to be running too. Uh, correct. Because either there's a taco <laughs> truck or someone is chasing me, trying to kill me. Okay. Yes. Um, but I think it is addressing the things that are uncomfortable and I, I hate it. Nobody wants to shine the light on the dark parts, right? We want to just keep those shadow parts a shadow part. But every time I've put on my blinders, the same lesson has come up in just a, a different way. So for me, it's stopping addressing the issue, no matter how fucking painful it is, because that is the only way to grow through it. I can't get away from it. I have to grow through it. So for me, just being able to acknowledge and address the shitty parts, the shitty things that I don't want to deal with. Oh man, I'm resonating with that so much. I just had this conversation with my therapist like two weeks ago about acknowledging my own suffering. Cause I think sometimes as I'm sure you can relate to this, right? When you're in a service industry or you're just naturally kind of like that healer, right? you just want to take care of other people's shit. And it's so much easier to look at other people's things than it is your own, right? And I recently had, I'll tell this, I haven't told this story yet and I would like to share it if that's all right with you. Yes, please. Um, so I had this moment where, so, you know, uh, I'm a big, big believer in law of attraction, but to me, law of attraction is like the law of gravity. Like it just exists, right? And I think it's misunderstood, but you know, for the most part though, I, I focus on it as more of, it's more important about how you feel. It has nothing to do with material stuff. It's how you feel and just attracting more of that feeling, right? And so I had been on this string of, I kid you not, sorry, I've been on this string of like seven dates with seven different guys over the span of a few months and met them on the apps. And they were like, I we get on like to like the second date and every single one of them was like, I'm not ready for anything serious and I'm like okay after the seventh guy like hi it's me I'm the problem it's me what within me is attracting this person who's not ready yet right so 
you know, so I'm feeling, you know, I'm throwing a pity party for myself. And so like anyone does who throws a pity party, I go to Bath and Body Works to buy some probably toxic $10 candles because they were having a sale. And so I go and I just stock up on, I got sweater weather candles for days. And so, oh, oh such a good those. scent. It is. Yeah. It's probably building up in my lungs, but I like same, it. So, anyway, same. so, so it's, you know, it's less toxic than other things I put in my body. I'm sure. Bingo. Yep. So I stock up on these candles and I get in the car and I go, Hmm, that's weird. I don't feel better. And so I am leaving the, the, the area, the, the area that this Bath and Body Works is in where I live is right next to a Target. It's a very dangerous shopping center for me. (laughs) (laughs) There's a a Target, a TJ Maxx, a Bath and Body Works, and a Crumble Cookie. We're just having an afternoon in this center. So the way you leave is there's only one way out. And so I'm leaving and I see this, this gentleman on the side of the road and he has a sign and it says, hungry, anything helps. And so I was like, you know what? I'm feeling kind of icky. Um, I'm just going to go, I'm going to go just get him some things and take care of him because I'm not feeling so great and I can help someone else and that'll help me feel better. And I'm telling this story about what I did not to, not to brag. I don't, I don't particularly get down with that, but it, it has context, I promise. So I go into Target, I get some things and I put some food and some hand sanitizer wipes in there and some bottles of water and some cash. And then I'm like, what else would this person need? I was like, oh, socks. He needs, he needs socks. His feet are probably cold because it's cold here in Washington state right now. And so I bring him the bag of stuff and the socks and I, I walk it over to him and I was like, Hey, what's your name? He's like, my name's Alec. And I was like, Hey, Alec, my name's Travis. I just, I got you some things. I hope you have a great day, you know, take care of yourself, you know, all that jazz. And then I, I walk away and I get in my car. And so I, I'm leaving. Cause again, there's only one way out and he's standing right on the corner. And so I'm leaving and, um, I'm seeing him rip off his shoes and he has these like white tattered socks and his toes are like paper white. And he's putting on these socks that I purchased with just this like excitement and joy. And so I like, I start crying, but not like, oh, that's really sweet. Like deep, can't breathe, like crying. And then I was like, what do I do? Do I go like, do I go like offer him a hot meal? Do I let him come to my house and shower? Like, what do I do? I didn't do any, I just kept driving. Cause I didn't know what to do. And I didn't want to be like the crazy crying person. Like, oh, let me help you, you know? So anyway, so I have this like visceral reaction and I don't know why I'm having the reaction. Cause typically I'll do stuff like this here and there and I don't react like that. So I, I call one of my friends and I talk to them about it. And then I start to tell the story and then I start like deep crying again. And I was like, I can't figure this out. So then Monday rolls around, I've got therapy and I'm telling my therapist. And again, I just want to understand why I'm having such a deep reaction to this. And I start crying again, talking to my therapist. Like I needed, like, it took me like 10 minutes to calm down and to relax my body. And I looked at my therapist and I was like, why am I having this reaction? And he gives me the typical, you know, therapist response. Well, why do you think you're having it? And I go, I don't fucking know. If I knew I wouldn't be here. And, and you're not covered by my insurance. So I'm paying you out of pocket. So I actually just need you to tell me. So he goes, my therapist's name is Michael. And he's just, he's been an amazing part of my journey. And he goes, well, when was a time you needed socks? And I was like, I don't know. I like, I've always had socks. Even when I didn't have a place to live, I still had socks, right? And so he was like, 
Well, no, I'm not talking about physical socks. When was a time where you were suffering and you didn't acknowledge it? And I was like, oh, <laughs> and, and I, and, and it, it was, it was true. And so then I'm thinking back to these guys and, and why that was, you know, like why I was attracting those guys. And I realized like, oh my gosh, these guys aren't able to meet me where I am emotionally because I'm not meeting me where I am emotionally. Mm-hmm. And then like my just fucking head explodes. Right. And it's just one wow. of those moments of like, oh, I've got some suffering to sit with. So couple of days later, I get a package in the mail from somebody who follows me on Instagram and I only know them through Instagram. And they had asked to send me something a couple of days prior. And I was like, sure. Yeah. Here's my, I am far too trusting. I'm like, yeah, here's my home address. Yeah. (laughs) Want to come over for dinner? You know? And so this is how I know that for me, that everything in this beautiful universe is connected. He sent me a gift and, and I'd been spending days sitting with this suffering that I'd just been putting off. I'm worried about everybody else. And I'm sitting with some of this suffering and just some of the things that I'm carrying. And because um, anybody that's listening, healing is a continuing continuous journey. There is, it's it's just never over. But Sarai, do you know what he sent me? Socks. No. Yeah. He sent me socks. And he goes, I just thought you needed these. There was also like a unicorn blanket in there and some other thing, but the socks, I grabbed the socks and I just started crying. Yeah. I would have bawled. I did. And I was like, you know, I just feel like when we take care of ourselves, somehow the universe shows up and gives us more and more of what we need. And the times I wasn't taking care of myself, I felt such lack and such emptiness. And that's what I kept receiving. Um, so that made me, that made me uh, get choked up. I, You know, I think one of the core pieces that I didn't realize I was missing in my, in my life and my journey was the self-love. Yeah. I have hated myself since I was a kid. I was always told my nose was too big. My ears were big. I was too tall. I was too, I was too whatever, or I wasn't enough of something. And I, I always thought that self-care and self-love was for everybody except me. Mm. And I think one of the best, most meaningful things I've been able to do for myself and for the people who love me is to finally learn to love myself mm-hmm. genuinely, truly, without conditions, all the parts, the good, the bad, the the dark, the light, the shiny, all of it. And I didn't realize how much of an effect it would have on others Mm -hmm. when I started prioritizing myself, when I started taking care of myself, when I started, you know, loving and accepting myself for who the fuck I am in this very fucking moment. It's really your self-love is a ripple and an energy that goes out into the world. Mm. And when you, when you don't know it, it's, it's hard to see how you do, you know, attract. I mean, for, for years I attracted the wrong kind of people in relationships and, you know, I attracted more shit in my life because that's what I focused on. But when you are finally able to shift that and to sit 
and, and really start to love yourself. And, and again, I mean, self-love is something I will struggle with probably forever. I think everybody will. Mm-hmm. It's not like one day you magically wake up and go, oh my God, I'm the best human bugging ever. Like I have no problems. I look so good, bitch, look at my ass. No, even people who love and accept themselves have days where they're like, I feel like a pile of trash today. Mm-hmm. Not, I am a pile of trash. Mm-hmm. I feel like. And when I started making these connections and these shifts, because for so long, my self-talk was, I'm a piece of shit. I'm garbage. I'm worthless. I'm unlovable. I'm a fucking failure. Not I feel like, but I am. And so for 30 years of my fucking life, 35 years of my life, that's how I lived. And that's the energy I put out without even realizing it. And so it just, that, thank you for sharing that story. It really, really hit home that, self-love piece and how much that has been a a catalyst in in my healing journey and how important it is in everybody's life. Yeah. And for me, it's been like, I don't know about you, but like for me, like self-love hasn't been like, like the bubble baths and buying myself, you know, $200 worth of sweater weather candles. It's I, I mean that does they're nice. Yeah, they're nice. <laughs> yeah, like I I recognize I am a I am an energetic being inside of a physical body, but I'm also here living a physical experience. Like yeah. I'm both. But you know, for me it's been like just showing up for myself. Yeah. It's just been like sticking to you shared something on Instagram that was so inspiring to me. So you're studying to be a meditation teacher, yes, and you're studying meditation. And you shared about the day where you had to do an hour meditation and you were just not feeling it, but you went and did it anyway. And I think that there's such, there was such power in that. And I want to hear more about that day for you. But for me, I read that as, and it, it was it, like, everything is synchronistic. Everything's happening for a reason. And I'm going through this like process of like, how can I love myself more? I'm like, oh, I'll just do the things that I promised myself I'm going to do when I'm in a place of feeling really good, right? Because it's easy to say, I'm going to meditate for an hour when you're feeling good. But like, call me when you're feeling like shit, you don't want to do it. Yep. So I just want to say thank you for sharing that story and about that day, because it was so pivotal in this lesson of learning about showing up for myself and how important that is. So tell us, so there's probably people listening that are like, what the hell are you talking about, Travis? So tell us about that day and that kind of lesson you learned. Yeah. So I, uh, I decided that I was going to do yoga teacher training. Um, I discovered, rediscovered my love of yoga when I was in treatment in February. And so this opportunity came available. I started in August. My husband's like, what the fuck are you doing? And I'm like, I don't know. I I don't actually fucking know, babe. You need, you need one more thing to do. (laughs) That's exactly what he said. He's like, oh, okay. So add this onto your plate. And I'm like, I'm, I don't fucking know why I've got to do this. I just, trust me. And I tell him this all the time. I'm like, when I tell you to trust me, has it ever not worked out? He's like, no. I said, just trust me. It's all going to come together. So I start this, this yoga teacher training. I thought I was going to learn how to do cool fucking splits and head fucking stands and all these cool poses, which I mean, we did. I've learned more about myself through yoga teacher training and this meditation practice than I've learned in decades about myself. So one of the reasons I chose this program in particular is this instructor is heavy on meditation. And I was like, Ooh, meditation. Like I've done five minute guided meditations. This will be fun. Listen, motherfucker. Day one, 
we sit down and she says, close your eyes. We're going to do a meditation. And I'm like, okay, cool. I'm, I'm waiting for the, the, you know, sounds and our, maybe a sound bath. And she said, you need to focus on your breath coming out of your nose on your upper lip. And that's all you need to come back to. We did this for 30 minutes and I'm like, I'm uncomfortable. I'm shifting. I'm moving. I'm like, this bitch is fucking crazy. And this is day one. I'm like, how do I, how do I get out of this? I know I just paid four grand for this training, but get me the fuck out. Right. Yep. So every Friday, Saturday, and Sunday for the last five months, we have had yoga teacher training. We have started every single session with an hour or with a, a meditation. So we start this meditation practice and like, you know, after a while, I'm like, okay, I kind of know what to expect. We get to the, the first very one hour session she had us do. I knew she never tells you how long you're going, by the way, I knew something was fucked up when she came in and she gave us speaking cues and she was like, straighten your spine, come back to your breathing. I'm like, what the fuck? We're going, we're going longer. We're in what feels like the seventh layer of hell eternity. I'm probably 45 minutes into this meditation. I'm, I have this thought. I'm like, I open my eyes and everyone else has their eyes closed. No one's going to want to open their eyes to see me leave this class. Like they're just, they're not gonna. And there's no way that my instructor is going to stop me. I literally envision myself running out to the parking lot getting in the car and never coming back. Mm -hmm. I had to sit alone with my thoughts and things kept going. And then I would come back to my breath and I'm like, I don't fucking get this. I don't fucking get it. What's wrong with me. I don't understand this. So we made it through this hour meditation and I shared with the group. I was like, this is fucking torture. This was hell. I hated it every second of it. So fast forward to just a couple weekends ago, we began our Friday night session with an hour long meditation which at this point isn't the worst thing I've ever done. I'm starting to get it. Then she tells us tomorrow is day of meditation. I said, excuse me, fuck what? Mm -hmm. She said, tomorrow is day of meditation. I ended up having a migraine that Friday night, went home, took my migraine pills, woke up Saturday morning and thought I could, I could use my migraine as an excuse. I really could. I actually have a headache. Like I could really just, I'm just, I don't think I'm going to show up. So I tell my husband, I don't think I'm going to go. I don't think I can do this day of meditation. I don't feel good. And he said, okay, it's, it's your choice. Mm -hmm. But how are you going to feel when you don't show up for yourself? Mm. Excuse me, bitch. You're supposed to be my motherfucking support. Okay. Ugh. Which is the best support, but doesn't feel like it. At the God moment. damn. I mean, I wanted to punch him, but I knew, I knew he was yeah. right. And so I went to this day of meditation and you, you sit, you sit in meditation all day. We, we meditate for an hour. We have a noble silence break of 10 minutes. You don't look at, at the other people in the room. You don't talk to them. You don't make hand gestures. You're, you're alone in this room with these people. We go back. So we ended up doing um, multiple hours of meditation and it was so challenging but at the end, like my, my body was sore. I was tired. I, I wanted to cry, but I had these, had these brief moments of clarity. And until that day, I never truly understood meditation. I didn't understand what enlightenment or 
you know, this space, having space between your thoughts. And it's not much, but there was probably a one minute span of time where I didn't have any thoughts. There was no chatter. It was just this, this space. This space mm. is all I, all I can describe it. And that day, I was so fucking proud of myself mm. for not giving up, for not running away, for not grabbing my keys, for not doing what I normally do and run. I showed up for myself and it was messy and it was weird and it was uncomfortable. But at the end of the day, I showed up for myself in a way that I didn't know was possible. If you would have told me at the beginning of yoga teacher training, I could meditate for three or four hours, I would say you're insane. I would have laughed at you, but I showed up and it was, it wasn't this big. I went from zero to four hours of meditation. It was 20 minutes. It was 30 minutes. It was 20 minutes. It was 45. It was an hour. It was showing up when I didn't fucking feel like it. And I think what really helped me was the accountability the accountability of having a community who they're going to fucking call me. They're going to text me, bitch, where are you? Why aren't you here? What's going on? Not, and I think that that's a big piece of it is having that actual accountability, but more so than that, having that accountability to myself mm -hmm. to be able to be like, bitch, you fucking did hard shit. You didn't think you fucking could. And you fucking did it. I mean, I went from hating myself being homeless, having multiple addictions to getting certified as a yoga teacher train training and becoming somebody who meditates regularly. Like who the fuck is this bitch? Come get her. She's lost. I don't know who she is, but I really like her. I really love her. Oh, Sarai, that's so beautiful. So beautiful. So you've got something pretty great coming up. You are doing a, uh, you're doing a class, a, a masterclass on, on New Year's Day. Tell us about that. And I'll link, you know, I'll link all the information for listeners um, in the, uh, in the episode notes, but give us a quick rundown of, of what you're doing and, and why people absolutely need to be there for that. Yeah, so this actually started off as I, I wanted to create a 30-day challenge for my community inside of Balanced Stylist Society. And we're coming into a new year. And I'm not a New Year's resolutions person. I'm just Me fucking either. not. I like to Me make... Either. Okay, good. Nope. Um, because, you know, you make a resolution beginning of January. You're going to go get to the gym. You're going to get healthy. And then by mid-February, you've canceled your gym membership and yep. you're back at the same bullshit, right? Yep. So I wanted to create a challenge that was meaningful, not just this... I want to help you reach your goals because yes, I, I fucking do. I want to give people something that actually matters. And going back to this, this meditation um, story, it's micro shifts, right? It's these tiny mm. little micro shifts in your life that create the change. Mm. And people don't know that people don't know how to do these things. People don't know how to create lasting habits. They get frustrated. They give up. So what started as a challenge just within my community, I thought, you know what? Fuck it. Like, I'm going to invite the whole world. I'm going to invite whoever wants to come. It's free. I have no fucking agenda. Literally, there's no sales pitch at the end. I'm not trying to get you to buy something. Um, I just genuinely want to help people in the department of goals, how to set goals, how to create mm -hmm. lasting habits, this 
this growth. I want to share things that actually fucking work. And, and a huge part of, of my healing has been a gratitude practice. And I want to share gratitude tips and tricks and, and things that have helped me along the way. So I'm kind of encompassing everything I've learned in the last two years of this healing journey. And I just want to offer this as a resource, as a a place of help for people to come with, again, no hidden agenda. There's going to be a community of like-minded individuals that we can just sit together for 60 minutes or 90 minutes. And, and I can share these things ha that have fucking transformed my life. And I don't think there's some big overall, like, oh my God, this one thing changed my life. I think there's going to be so many little micro moments and micro tips that if you do facilitate them in your life, you will be able to facilitate and sustain the change that you want to see in your life. I love that so much. And again, we'll link that in the episode notes. And just, Sarai, this has just been probably, you know, one of my most favorite conversations. And you are just so inspiring. And thank you for sharing your story and for being vulnerable uh, today. It's been just, this is a conversation conversation that I will I will cherish for a long time. So thank you. Well, thank you. Thank you for having me. And thank you for creating such a beautiful, safe space that I can share openly and vulnerably. And I truly, genuinely hope that this is not our first, last, and only podcast. It's definitely not going to be. Okay, good. Good. <laughs> And thank you so much for listening. Uh, this is airing just a couple of days before the new year begins. So I hope everyone has a safe and wonderful new year. We are going to go on break for a bit. So I will see you again sometime in 2024. And as always, I love you. I'm incredibly proud of you. And thank you for listening. <laughs>